Hello and welcome to The Virtual Frontier, the podcast about virtual teams created by a virtual team. I'm Chris, I'm part of the team here at Flash Hub, and I'm really excited to welcome you to today's episode. On today's episode, we're talking about how you define the culture of a remote team. And I figured who better to talk to about that than the fearless leader of Flash Hub himself, Mr. Manuel Pistner. I grabbed him for a few minutes so I could talk to him about his background, more about Flash Hub, and I learned quite a bit. I'm fairly new to the team, so there was a lot of new info that I got from this conversation, and I think you're going to learn a lot as well. So I'm really excited to share this with you. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Here is episode two of The Virtual Frontier featuring Flash Hub founder, Manuel Pistol. So why don't you tell us about yourself and FlashUp? Yeah, sure. Thank you very much for, for the podcast. So my name is Manuel. I studied computer science and founded Bright Solutions as a freelancer in 2006 as a yeah, local software development company. And during the years since 2011, I shifted the company from a software development company to a like map, web and mobile app development company. And now these days, we transformed our company from a local service provider to a full virtual team. That means we have some people locally sitting here in Darmstadt in our office, which are facing the customer and working towards the customer. And all the production, all the projects, all the work that is done gathered at, from the requirements of the customer is now done with a virtual team. That's a huge shift in our culture, and that's a huge shift in how we work and everything that we do. And that's what FlashUp does because we experienced so many, many positive situations and an overall positive effect on the company that we want to help other organizations and companies to experience the same with virtual teams. That means we provide fully managed virtual teams to our customers, to other agencies, to product owners that need to scale their product development team, or to founders that want to scale their operation and ensure that the, the lack and the gap of talent, which exists locally here, especially in Germany, will not affect their operations in a negative way. And that's what we do today, working with more than 150 globally distributed freelancers. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm one of those freelancers. <laughs> <laughs> in fact. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's do a quick uh, discussion about what we're doing here. So um, we put out the trailer already about this podcast, and normally you're going to be the one doing the interviews, talking about the tips, because as you just mentioned, you've spent a lot of time working with people, installing virtual teams and setting them up for success. So you've got a lot to say on that. But uh, I figured who better to put on the first episode talking about defining the culture of remote team than Mr. Remote Team himself. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the kind introduction. I mean, um, having this podcast alive now was one of my great experiences. Because imagine you sit at the beach and you're watching the sea. It was in Barcelona about four weeks ago. And I heard a podcast, another podcast, which described how things change with social media and efficiency and podcasts and working culture and everything around new work. And I decided oh, I have to say so many things about new work and efficiency and remote work that a podcast, which I do by myself, would be a good idea. 
And yeah, that's how I found you. In the same day, we got an interview and I decided, hey, wow, Chris, that's a good opportunity. Let's start with that. So we decided to do our podcast. And then I introduced you to our marketing team and the marketing team produced the podcast in about two weeks. And I was not involved at all, but saw the intro and the specific um, yeah, marketing around the podcast that I was very, very surprised. And it was a fascinating experience because things come alive even without being involved. And that was a very, very good idea. And sharing these ideas, but there were also very, yeah, or quite a lot of negative moments um, and um, setbacks that I experienced while shifting my organization to a virtual one. I want to share this experience in this podcast. And in the next ones, I will interview people that do uh, things differently, that changed things for the better, that work remotely, that just completely change the way how they work and how they interact with people and specifically how they define work and how work gives people a purpose and how work contributes a positive thing to lives of people. This is one very important thing and I want that others listening to this podcast see what can happen if you go first step and change things and try to do something differently. Yeah, definitely. That's we are exactly on the same page. <laughs> I know that you have a lot more to say about it than me. So that's why you're the one that's going to be doing most of the interviews and the tips. Because you're the expert. I just happen to know stuff about podcasts. Um, but so since you were talking a little bit about it just now, how the company culture just kind of um, created the podcast for you once you and I did our interview, um, why don't we get into the meat of the episode? Uh, so first of all, I wanted to see if you could define what you think company culture is. Mm. On the basic level, it's the values that a company represents and that all people commit to these values and um, share the same purpose of work. They know and understand why they are working. They are not just working, at least in our company, because I give them money for a specific amount of time. It's more because they know what they contribute and which value they give to other companies, which are our customers. So culture is a common understanding of what we do and why we do it. And culture can be felt in everyday's work. I mean, it's just the small things that make the culture visible. It's if you do something good to somebody and he says, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Or if you do something to a person and the person say, okay, thanks, and goes by, goes by, and it was just a word, but there was no meaning behind that. This is a small thing to express your culture. Our culture is also based um, on a very flat hierarchy. So even if I'm the founder and formally I'm the CEO, I'm not the boss. I don't tell people what to do. I coach them and I build a system for them where, where they can thrive, where they can make the best out of their working time, providing the most value to our customers. And this is a spirit of our company because people don't sit here and just work nine to five. So every day, and after that, they go home and say, oh my God, thanks that this day has passed. They should go, and this is why I founded my company. They should go to the company and see their life's value aligned with the company's value. And that's why they love being here and doing work, even if it does not feel as having work. Sometimes we compare ourselves. So as a sports team, 
we try to win the match and we do everything that is necessary to win this match. And we have a common goal. We want to become world champion, but we know we need to win each and every single championship along the way. That's our mission. And with FlashUp, the mission is that each and every company can use virtual teams and leverage the power of virtual teams easily without going through all the pain and all the changes that we had. And this is something that, yeah, everyone in the company knows, and that's why people come here for work. Of course, there are other things. We have a feel-good manager, which helps people to be happy, which helps people to live healthy. They get food every week, so they, they should be um, aware of what they eat. We have a fitness studio on the same floor as our office is, so people are sportive. They go to the gym like every second day. And we celebrate success, which is also part of the company. We go to parties together. We celebrate if we want a deal and we celebrate if customers happy with us. We also have a global team and we do like cheers on the screen, uh, on the screencast if we had success together. So it's how, in, how people interact and why they go to work and which purpose they have. That's the culture of a company. Yeah, definitely. And you talked some about how that works within Flash Hub and, uh, and Bright Solutions too. But you also mentioned sort of the, the issues and the trials you had with it. So, so can you talk about mm. how you transitioned from your, your development and your mobile app stuff mm. over to the remote team and then installing the remote team with us? Mm. Yeah, you know, there, there is a sentence called diamonds are made by pressure. And that's what we experience. And that's what I hope other people don't have to experience. We had some projects that were about to crash and there was a huge demand with huge problems and huge pressure um, to yeah, save these projects and to make them su uh, successful again. And that was the point where I decided that the old fashioned system of having people sitting locally and buying their time, selling their time to the customer is old school and does not work anymore properly because you don't find people. And if you have people, they stay for maybe two years, then they jump to another job, they leave, and then you don't find other people anymore. And customers, they want full service. They want services faster in higher quality um, and in the most flexible way. And that's what you can't do with local people. So at this point, I decided to do things different and just try to work with people all around the globe. And while having my first experience with developers and quality assurance people, it was a great experience because you find motivated people, you find people that have time, that have skills, and that can yeah, contribute to your project. And here it's so hard to find these people. So I found a way to get rid of all these barriers and borders and limits and just do projects that our customers like because I can have access to people that like to work with us. And then there was a time where we saw that things speed up. They get much, much faster than ever before. We have projects um, that have a new team staffed within two days and projects that end or deliver results in four weeks where on the old-fashioned way we would have needed like eight weeks, 12 weeks or even more. And this speed is somehow also overwhelming for other people. But then you come at a certain point where you need to decide are those the right people that help you to reach your goals? And are those the right people in this company? And which is very important, does this company make those people happy? And that is when I came to the point that I thought, okay, it's not me to decide what makes them happy. 
but it's me to decide how to build the culture. And at a certain point where, where we are right now, we decided that we will get rid of all these things like resource planning because we have staffing on demand. We get rid of, you have like 30 days of holiday per year. You can have as many holidays per year as you want, as long as you achieve your goals. We don't have a fixed salary and people don't have to negotiate their salary with me because it's not me to decide. It's other people that can decide if this person contributes a value or not. It's customers who decide if they have a great contact person that helps them to solve problems. And it's the numbers that decide how much a person can earn. So I don't want to tell them, okay, you only get like 5,000 euro a month, but you earned 10,000, so the rest is for me. If they see that they earn that amount of money, they get it. And how they can control it, we have radical transparency as a culture. So every numbers, my salary, everything will be transparent to people. They see how they are doing in the projects. They see how much they earn with the projects. They see how much everyone costs. And then they, they have the knowledge to decide what is best for the company and best for their life. And that's how we decided um, to, to grow and develop our culture. That is not very easy. We lost many local people. So even during this year, we had uh, like 40 people in the beginning of this year. Right now we are 22, but 150 remote workers. And that's, that's a great shift because you see that even when you shrink your local employee count, you can grow and you don't have all these bottlenecks and barriers and limits. That's a great feeling, and that feels great for those people that love speed and results, and they um, they get what they earned. Yeah, I think it's interesting when I when we first talked, and then uh, other times we've talked during the project, and even now, the way you view the the big picture in terms of this, there having run my own company previously, and then other um, kind of founders that I've talked to, they would completely stay down seeing those in-house numbers shrink. But for mm -hmm. you, that's encouraging because of the growth that you've seen, not just the number of remote people, but what has been achieved. And so that's led to more revenue, et cetera. And yeah. I think that's unique to you. That's why I think you are, in my opinion, created for this company. Like this was what you were supposed to do. It took mm -hmm. you a while to find it, but I don't yep. think many other people would uh, keep that positive outlook when people keep leaving. But definitely. I mean, I, I definitely found my purpose in work and I love success. I like to be with people that want to be successful and do something good, contribute something positive to others. That's what I love. That's my DNA. And that's the culture that I want to build. Not everyone that you meet in everyday applications of new people here will be a good fit for that. And in the future, we had many, in the past, sorry, we had many trade-offs that we decided, okay, let's hire him because nobody else applied. And then we hired this person, but we understood that this person is not a good fit for our culture. And then it polluted the culture because you keep people because somehow they are nice, but that's it. Yeah. And if you want people that are only nice, you can be friends with them, but you don't want to do you work, you, you would not even be in a sports organization with a person that does not contribute to becoming a world champion. 
Right. If it, the person is just nice, okay, be friend with this person, but it's not somebody who contributes to the company's mission. And yeah, you know, it's hard to do this transition because we had a company of 3 million in revenue and we had our profit of 15% every year. So other stream of that, but it was not what excited me. So I decided to shift everything around. I'm not motivated by money, but money is a, a measure to measure result. It's a number to measure your success. Right. And that's what motivates me. And, to, and that's why I provide this transparency to everyone else in the company so they can see how they are doing. Right. Yeah, it's. I, I think that you view um, like your revenue just one of the metrics and a number of other net metrics that you look at. Um, from like a marketing perspective, you would look at like, okay, uh, this much traffic led to this many sales, but that's okay. Um, I'm more into the awareness of this and that clients are happy that the projects are completed. Is that, is that true? Definitely. The awareness is the most important thing. Be aware of what you do for your customers, why they hire you. And it's not me who pays your salary every month. Yeah. It's the customer. Right. And if they are not happy and you don't provide value, they won't pay you. That's life. Yeah. And if you do a good job, you earn the money. So you have success. That's, that's how the company operates. And that's how the whole economy is um, working. Yep, definitely. And I, I think that um, with our culture, and I think what you instill in your clients is uh, the, the teammate mentality. You, mm -hmm. you referenced it a few times, sort of, uh, I think for you, you're thinking more in terms of soccer, probably being over in Europe. But for, <laughs> for me, uh, I'm I hate soccer. <laughs> I oh, don't really? like it. No? But I love sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. like soccer. <laughs> okay, well, for, for me, it's more uh, basketball than anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, you think that, um, yeah, there might be contracts to where you're on the team, but you don't play if you're not contributing to the success of the team. Yeah, and that's definitely. exactly what you're you're defining. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I once I joined, it was, hey, can you help us get this thing done? And it was very clear that like quickly once I started showing that I could contribute, I was given a lot to do. And that's yeah. uh, really refreshing having been pulled in as a freelancer on other teams that just kind of let you sit there and hope you'll figure it out. Um, yeah, definitely. It, it's interesting. And I, I prefer that a lot. So I, I like that. Um, so I think we should talk a little bit about culture with other companies because we've talked quite a bit about the, mm -hmm. the culture um, with FlashUp already. Yeah. Um, so I guess first I want to talk about um, if you have specific success stories with some clients you want to highlight. Maybe you don't want to say who they are. Maybe you do. But sort of the difficulties they're having, how you solve that, mm -hmm. and um, just talk about that a little bit. Hmm. Of course, I mean, the most exciting story was that we had to do content migration for a customer, a manual content migration of 8,000 sites. And we only had three and a half months, which is not a huge amount of time. And we decided that we need to find an outsourcing company in the Ukraine and they should do this automatically somehow. But our project managers, they were over overwhelmed with that. And also the outsourcing company didn't exactly know how to do that. And then three months passed until they gave us a signal, sorry, it's not possible to do that automatically. And then I said, thank you very much. Now we only have like four weeks, 8,000 pages for four weeks. And I decided, okay, that was before FlashUp. 
but that was the project that um, where I decided to build something like FlashUp. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, what I did is I thought I need to find a project manager in India and I need to find an Indian outsourcing company. So they don't share a common interest, but they help me to bridge the cultural gap. Um, so I decided to hire this project manager and I, I decided to let him recommend an outsourcing company to me. And then I hired this outsourcing company and they committed on doing the whole migration in three weeks. Said, wow, that's great. And there was a lot of hope because I had lots of pressure. Finally, they shown me like 10 pages every day, which they migrated. And I thought, okay, 10 pages, they look nice, feels good. Okay, I don't ask too many questions. I hope they can do everything. But I had no transparency over how many people, which skills they have, how they are um, leaded, how they are controlled and what they do. And the deadline was on Friday. And on Thursday morning, 5 p.m., uh, 5 a.m., I got a message that they will cancel the contract. Oh, and that no. was <laughs> that was the time when I felt, oh, my God, that can't be true. Hopefully, we have planned with a little bit of buffer, but only till Monday. So the challenge was to migrate 8,000 pages from Thursday to Monday. Now find somebody who will do that. If you ask people here in the company, they say, okay, I can do four hours over the weekend. Okay, thanks. That's nice, but it will not save the project. Right. We need to find a way to deliver like 500 up to 600 hours over the weekend. And it worked. I hired an HR lady and she had three recruiters and they stuffed me the whole project. Within a day, they had 19 people, which are experts in quality assurance and content migration, one project manager and a team lead. And they committed that they will work 14 hours every day over the weekend. They even canceled all family appointments. So they just did the work and they were happy with that. And that excited me because I see there are people that can help you and they are happy. So I have a positive effect on them. They have a positive effect on me. That's amazing. And they completed the whole project till Monday, 4 p.m. Wow. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. That's insane. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That was when I started to think about something as FlashUp so that I can provide these virtual teams to other companies so they experience the same positive effects and the speed and how other people can help and how yeah limitless projects can be. What platform was that? What were they working on? Like WordPress, Drupal, something like that? It was Drupal. And they were organized. I mean, it was a Drupal site to migrate the content, but the previous supplier, they somehow integrated WordPress with Drupal. So it was not possible to migrate the content automatically because it was yeah. a nightmare. And um, they were um, collaborating on Trello and Slack. And I've created an onboarding video to show them what they do. And there were very clear task description of people that help. So it was a completely distributed system of people from everywhere in the world working 24-7 because of the time zone shift um, and supported by cloud technology, which helps them to contribute and to collaborate. And that was the base of yeah, FlashUp. Wow. So I'm seeing it all come together here. You started defining the culture right there. You said you recorded an onboarding video. Did you do anything else like that? Uh, yeah, hired an HR team and the project manager and... Yeah, that's it. Oh, so they kind of took it from there. 
they, they yes sure i mean this was a flash team it's not important that this whole flash team has the same culture they are there to work with me and to do the projects and they get money for that and they are happy to to do the work they want because it's their choice to work when they want and how they want so they are free and i want our people here in germany to be free in the same way so that is the shift of local people to give them i mean more freedom but more responsibility and this must be on the same level that's what our culture um, is right. if i think more about it it's responsibility and freedom on the same level you can't be free without having the responsibility for your life yeah. and that means also for your job right yeah yeah it's it's one thing to say like oh yeah i make my own schedule but it's a whole other thing to say like yeah i do what i want well that, that, that means you probably don't work very much <laughs> yeah definitely yeah absolutely <laughs> i don't know uh if you've come across that very much but here over in the u.s specifically in texas where i am that's what tends to happen people say like oh cool you you don't work then if you make your own schedule and work at home no that's <laughs> not how that works i actually work a lot i'm yeah. on the computer like all the time yeah yeah um, but you are not forced to do that. You make your own choice and decision when you want to work, where, with whom, in which projects. So you are free. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I like everything that I'm working on right now, and that's the freedom that I feel. But mm. um, I've chosen a lot of projects that I like, so I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> but I'm fine yeah. with that. And that's positive. That's a good thing. And other people that go to work every day and think, "Oh, I have to go to work again," they are doing something wrong. Go quit your job, do something that you like. It's your life and you only have a limited amount of time. So don't do what you hate, do what you love. That is my message to everyone here. So I I push them to leave the company if they don't like working here. They will find another job, but they, sh they should be clear about what makes them happy. That's sure. our culture. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's a massive part of culture. That's not something people that hire you would normally tell you. Yes, uh, <laughs> definitely. That's a, that's a giant part of it. So... What I really want to know is where people can find you on the internet. Because I know, but our audience doesn't really know where we can <laughs> find you and everything else about Flash Hub and this podcast. So can you tell us? Yeah, sure. You can find me personally on LinkedIn. So Manuel Pistner is my profile. I'm founder of Flash Hub. You can find me by searching for my name or for Flash Hub. You can go to FlashHub.io and contact me there. There's a contact form. I'm also on Twitter with Manuel Pistner, my name. And if you visit Darmstadt or the region around Darmstadt, we have a meetup about new work and digital transformation, agile transformation, holacracy, flash organization. So everything around this new work topic where we want to share and engage with other people that are interested in this topic. Great. And you can also find him on the upcoming episodes of this podcast. Because from now on, he'll be doing the tips and the interviews, and I'll just be on the intros and the outros. Absolutely. And I'm happy to meet many exciting people and to talk with them about their experience with virtual teams and new work. Yep, definitely. I am especially excited because when you take over, it's really going to take off. I feel like <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just holding you down a little bit. You're ready to just take off. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this first one. And uh, we'll talk to you on the next episode. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you in the next episode. Thank you again to Manuel Pissner for joining me on the show today. I always appreciate him taking time out of his busy schedule to chat with me. 
You can subscribe to The Virtual Frontier or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found. On behalf of the team here at Flash Hub, I want to thank you again for listening. So until the next episode, keep exploring new frontiers.